Welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases. We are featuring today a man that I have recently come to make bestie plans with. Currently not confirmed, but getting there. Now, (laughs) I'd like to introduce our our guest for today, Luke Gow. Luke, how do I know you? I'm uh, Luke, and I find people who are in love, and I shoot them. (laughs) That's a perfect sentence. Yes. Would you like to clarify? No, no, I would not. Okay. Uh, but if I have to, I'm a wedding photographer. Um, okay, like, because I was going to explain, you're still free, you're not incarcerated. Yeah, at, at this stage, and, and <laughs> after the petting zoo incident, I think we're, we're still alright for the most part, assuming this doesn't go out to the general public at all. And I explained the petting zoo by, he asked where would suit us and where we'd want to go, because of course nothing cutesy and I are getting married, and we couldn't think of any way better than the petting zoo, because, yeah, I love animals. And there is no way better than a petting zoo. There's not many places. We had ice cream. It was good ice cream. Uh, ice cream was good. I had old man vanilla. Old man vanilla. I also like that there's not a lot of sentences you get to to put petting in and it being appropriate. <laughs> so, so I liked that we went there. What do you mean even not... What else could you put petting in? Heavy petting. Oh, well, no. In, a, in an inappropriate way. Oh, in an appropriate way. Yeah. How do we go from old man vanilla ice cream to heavy petting? <laughs> Speaking of, do you want to reveal the Nothing Cutesy story now before we go on, or do you want to build the suspense? Oh, build suspense. We'll, okay. we'll finish on that. Okay. Finish on the best material. And so what's our topic for today? Our topic is all things photography. All things photography. I do not um, I do not claim to be any kind of photographer. Around probably maybe... You do take a lot of photos. I do take a lot of photos, but that's more narcissism than photography skill. Um, A lot of them tend to be focused on me. Um, A couple of years ago, I realised I was no good at taking photos purely because we had one event or place that we went to and nothing cutesy said, you know, these are all out of focus. And I was like, what do you mean out of focus? She's like, well, this is blurry and this is clear. Yes. That should be clear, and that should be blurry. Oh! I had an introduction to photography that was substantially different to that. <laughs> I grew up as an only child to two parents who were both photographers. They both photographers. They were both photographers. Um, you must have a lot of baby photos. I have virtually no baby photos. Now, I'm, I'm unsure whether this is the forum to, to vent this issue, <laughs> but there, there is very few baby photos of me, which uh, would indicate either that I'm adopted or um, that photographers, much like plumbers, uh, don't tend to their own pipes, so to speak. Oh. So, um, not really running with the adopted option. Unfortunately, I look exactly halfway between my parents, so uh, fairly safe to say that... Um, if they adopted you, they picked well. They picked very, very well, yes. <laughs> um, so... As a kid, the last thing you want to do, I'm sure you guys would agree, is is do whatever it is that your parents do. Yeah. So. Well, for me, it was like I don't think I was capable of doing what my dad did. What so does your dad do? I'm hoping your dad was in the SAS. No, no. Well, he was an electrician by trade. Uh, okay. There's no way I could do something like that without killing myself. Mm. So. Well, I started as an electrician. Oh my so god! I did. Uh, so, well, so, we, so this was just what a segue. <laughs> The only better segue is that over in the corner there is an actual segue. Oh man, that would be a good segue. That would be serious. I've good. never written a segue. I, I haven't have. either. You oh, have? Yes. Where did you write a segue? Um, on previous guest Andrew Turnbull's box. Oh man, and that's it was, cool. Uh, out in the Hunter Valley, and we rode around like winery and stuff. It was pretty cool. Is it difficult to maintain balance after a winery? Um, we had only had a couple of beers before we did it, so we were fine. 
but nice. I imagine it would be if it was a heavy session. We went on a team bonding day to the winery with our work the other week, and man, I said some things I shouldn't have said <laughs> to people that I shouldn't. Yeah, man. It was amusing, and none of them begrudged me for saying things, but you know. To your face. Oh, well, to my face. But when you. I, I feel that's the most important anyway. <laughs> like, I kind of don't mind what gets said behind closed doors as long as I don't need to find out about it later that's true but when you have a fiance who doesn't drink at all <laughs> you drink her wine and you end up the most drunk when when you have someone who doesn't drink it's almost like having someone there who can document the day oh and she... in much the same way as say a photographer could Ooh. or an electrician Ooh. and to wind back around <laughs> yeah why were you almost an electrician well or I was, was an electrician? electrician because back to the start I didn't want to do what my parents did I was rebellious so I decided to become an electrician which is one of the most rebellious goals that you could ever have in your life <laughs> so um I was a nerd child and um I, I'm now a nerd man child but um I, my, my entry into electrics and electronics was as an amateur radio operator. I was the youngest person in Australia to hold an amateur radio license, um, and I got written up in the local paper for it, which was, That's awesome. was kind of exciting, except it was an old guy who wrote the article, and uh, he came around and did an interview with nine-year-old me. And then uh, misquoted me instead of saying it's really good because you get to talk to people from all over the world. He said it's really good because you get to speak to chaps all <laughs> over the world. Clearly, my nine-year-old life was over <laughs> then and there. Um, but it didn't ruin the the electrician plans for me. So you I didn't I, chuck I, a blimey in there as well. Well, it <laughs> was blimey, one <laughs> one step world. off of off of blimey. <laughs> yes, I, I felt very biggles, but um. Uh, I left school and I did an apprenticeship uh, in, in electrics and electronics um, and fought the power until, bizarrely, I ended up working for a reasonably well-known printer company um, who was working very, very closely with photographers at the time. Um, and I got to work on a special project with a semi-famous photographer <sighs> who inspired me greatly and um, I ended up starting down the road of photography. In, in a bizarre way when inspired um, it started to get attached to my hip and I, I made it my absolute hobby and I wandered around with the camera always creepily um, <laughs> and took photos of absolutely everything so what sort of age was this this uh, transformation? The transformation from electrician to creative was um, was at 22 22 I made the change was it a particular thing or was it seeing how they I, work I or? think it it was yeah I will thank you I think it was um it was their passion uh, pointy I, I think that that's what it was I, I was trekking along in a uh, in a, a, a business or a, a line of, of taking my life of fixing things for for other people and I sort of wondered a little bit is is this all there is is it um fixing el electrics and electronics for for other people or could there be more to life and this guy that i had the pleasure of of working pretty closely with um clearly had a a zest for life that that was something that that just wasn't there in the the career path that i was taking at the time and and was that not there with your parents or or you I think it probably was, couldn't see that because you're too close well, to it. Well, I th I think it's one of those things that the the kids always think their their parents wouldn't know, but um 
that said, my, my parents retired fairly early too. They they retired at the the end of the the eighties, so it was the peak of really really posed photography, picture um, soft focus filters uh, applied and holding uh, flowers up more and more awkwardly in a wedding context. And that's not quite awkward enough. Make it more awkward. <laughs> and um, I I just I didn't understand that that way of shooting. To me, that just wasn't something that uh, that I dug. But this guy who was shooting. Uh, landscape and beautiful natural portrait stuff was was producing this this work that somehow showed a whole other level to it. it there was there was no pose in it. it was the opposite of pose and I thought well I mightn't be good at posing people but I reckon I can do that my brain is going in so many weird directions but a so if they retired in the 80s they would have never really like embraced digital photography as a protection pro- Profession. That's exactly right. Oh it was all God. film back then, and I, I must admit, now that that's one of the things that I still love to carry over. There, there's something to be said for for shooting on film and slowing things down. Mm. Me, the same as everyone. I've got an iPhone in my pocket as we speak, um, and the the digital cams are always really really close, uh, and and you can take a million photos. That's brilliant. But there really is something about slowing it all down and shooting back on film. Uh, kind of the way that, that they did. And it's a delayed gratification too. Um, oh, you totally don't get to is. see the shots until well afterwards. And in the old days, you didn't get to see the shots until uh, the local chemist processed it seven to eight days later. And that's where it baffles kids. having Someone having kids in their life, like, oh my God, the amount of, take a picture. Can I see it? Can I see it? Can I see um, well, All right, fine. But do you know that it used to take at least a week to see? And I did used to like when they'd come back with stickers on it. Like, oh, yeah. this would make a great enlargement. <laughs> I love I a good sticker. That, I like that was someone's job to go, yep, out of that batch, that's the one. I also like that a lot of the time, like, I remember during my teenage years using a lot of disposable cameras, because I, I wouldn't, as I said before, I never professed to be a good photographer, but I used to grab disposable cameras and use them at places. And, like, maybe, like, 10 out of 30 photos were good. It's the same ratio when you do it on your iPhone, but you can just delete that's an, an awesome option to have and to edit your life as it goes through so you don't have to worry about all the bad bits. And so going on to those weird tangents, because I come up with about five that I wanted to like pose as... I don't know if it's a question, but certainly take it as a statement. Let's explore. Okay. Um, awkwardness of photos in 80s. It could not be more awkward than the incredibly posed, like like early 40s 50s 30s like it, it, you got less pose as you go on through time but like old photos are insane like they're all in the exact same poses and none of them are smiling I, I think that's right and it, it's it's one of those things that probably comes around from a, a, a technical sort of reason as well in that the exposures back then were just so long yeah. um, that you had to hold the same position and it would be nothing to, to have to hold it for six or seven seconds in a best case scenario too if it was outside so um, I, I guess that, that sort of makes sense with the, the historical photos but by the time we'd got to the 80s we were starting to, to do alright technology was, was catching up even in I mean, we sent someone to the moon at that point. This is true. <laughs> we have lots of achievements. There is no excuse for all good photos then, right? True, right? Also, the other thing that I was thinking of was that meme that often floats around of the giant camera. It's like, world's first camera. Who took the first photo of the world's first camera? That's not really a thing, is it? I hope not. I hope that's not a thing. Because <laughs> if that's the world's first camera, we're screwed. Oh, we could just weave in some sort of the moon landing was fake, the first camera was fake. We could tie this together somehow. Oh no, cheesels! Much like I said that I wasn't going... Well, I said, meaning I thought, that I wasn't going to bring up, like, those 
like olden day photos where like you had pictures with like your dead cousin like yeah. and everybody came and posed with their dead cousin and they're all dressed in suits i know i i do have a, a a photo a historic photo that um i assumed was just a, a photo with a, a child but um yeah no dead child wow awkward and and being like being an old oh my god i've got a pocket full of like animal feed <laughs> hold on i'm like what? can we get a photo refer, of that on refer that? refer, refer petting zoo i was like what am i sitting on oh god it's animal feed all through my pocket no wonder that goat loved you well i think it was because i put the extra bag in my back pocket and i remember around the time we were near the camel and the horse one of the sheep bit my back pocket <laughs> i reckon he bit a hole in the bag anyway um Oh yeah, but it was just just the formal nature of it that everyone is there in their suits and they're all timey mustaches and they all they're all holding still. But oh man, it's just so weird. I think it is. I th- I think taking some of the good things from it though, and and you'd understand with a, a wedding coming up with your good self and nothing cutesy. That's true. Um, you can take all of those really cool formal things that that are out of that, um, but still capture it in a really really natural way. And I guess that's that's what I try and do with my work. We've heard not a lot from Pointy about his photography experience, by the way. Slim to none is my experience, as you know. <laughs> Uh, full well um, I am not one to take happy snaps with my iPhone um, or any other type of camera you prefer and to be in the photos uh, no not particularly <laughs> sure he's in I, the photos. I prefer I don't know like I'm always torn in two because I, I feel if I take photos I'm no longer enjoying what I'm doing because See, I'm trying to take a photo. There's something to therefore, be said for that. Therefore, I don't take a lot of photos because then I'd be thinking about the photo instead of what I'm doing. What a what a great theory on it too. I, I tend to agree with that as well. And um, uh, when I'm travelling, when I'm not working and not, not photographing weddings or, or client work and I'm just travelling for myself, I have a rule that only my film camera comes along with me. So there is no review of it and I'm forced to wait uh, till I'm I'm back at home again to, to get them developed. And also because yeah. you have a limited amount of film, you have to That's choose right. what you take a photo well, of. And also, this part of me, like, I was um, in the States for my honeymoon towards the end of last year, and it's kind of like, yeah, I could take a photo of this landmark, Statue of Liberty, great. But you know what? I can just put that into Google and see some pretty fucking awesome pictures of that. I don't need some shitty photo that I've taken off a boat where I'm like, yeah... Did you See take a photo of yourself good. with it? No. Oh, I was like, there is photos with it and us, you know, not with it as in, you know, a really staged photo. Yeah. But there's there's photos, there's evidence of us seeing the Statue of Liberty. And I wonder if that's one of those things today with the, the access of mobile phones, whether it's all about evidence. Yeah, I think it's just so people can have that instant gratification of not so much the photo, but the gloating rights to the photo to say, I'm uploading this, oh, yay, I'm having a great time. This if is- I if I get too far off track, please say the words Paul McCartney. But I've kind of crossed the two topics over about like doing things for evidence and photos with people who have passed, and it's almost like this weird weekend at Bernie's thing. It's like we need to take... Now that's a movie. Forget your 2001 Space Odyssey. There's your movie. We need to take our dead cousin to the Statue of Liberty for the the, the photo with all the cousins in... Anyway. um, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. (laughs) Yes. Paul McCartney's our safe word from now on. (laughs) If things get too intense, Paul McCartney. Well, Paul McCartney was saying in the Notice podcast he did that um, when he he often like goes out walking and when he gets 
recognized and people want to take a photo with him, he says, look, I'm happy to take a photo with you and then I'm on my way. Or, uh, you know, pop along with me. Let's spend five minutes having a chat. Tell me about your life. Ask me any questions you want to ask. But, you know, no photo. And he lets them make that choice because he feels that if they take a photo, he's being that guy. He's being a beetle. He's posing for a photo. He's not him anymore. But... He's happy to be himself and have a chat to them for five minutes, and he feels that's I hope more value. More to them. people choose the walk and talk than I hope the photo. So too, even as a photographer, I hope that's true. Yeah, because he's like, "Oh, I'm me." If they're asking me questions, and I can ask them about their life, and just I'm just someone meeting someone on the street. But if they want to take a photo of me, I've got to be Paul McCartney, and I've got to be a Beatle. It's it's a really nice thought. Yeah, and, and you know, and I guess Moose and I have been to a lot of rock shows, or, or, or just rock shows music of all sorts and you know wanted to meet the artist or talk to the artist and have done and I can't think of anything worse than interrupting a conversation and saying hey can we get an awkward photo while we're here in in saying that though I would love an awkward photo of you me and Tim Rogers I don't know that I would like that I don't care I'm gonna get <laughs> one at some point frame it and put it on your wall I mean the photo we got um, with Washo was pretty classic though that was hilarious we um Natalie oh, Nothing Cutesy was working and Washo, Megan Washington, was doing an in-store at Hum Records in Sydney and like it was right down the road from Pointy's house when we were both living in Sydney and we're like, okay, let's go. And we got an awkward photo with her and uh, she wrote inside the program of the gig we went to see like two nights before um, something for Natalie saying like, um, dear Natalie, you are prettier than Pointy, love Megan Washington. Nice. That's a good thing to have. So I brought that home Evidence. for She's very impressed. <laughs> but yeah, going on to that, yeah, is, is it just like saying you were here and you did that? Or is it because you want to take a photo of it? Yeah. I don't know, I think. It's, of course it's a bit of both, I think. Yeah. But also, you have the luxury of spending a lot... This is sounding narcissistic. You have the luxury of spending a lot of time with me, and I <laughs> am a happy snap kind of guy. And I take photos of you all the time. So, sometimes when you don't even know it. <laughs> it's like sometimes when you're asleep. <laughs> Chloe let Mrs. Pointy lets me in the house. And yeah, no. Um, creepy. Creepy. But no. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Um but yeah, no, okay. Yeah, but I, I take photos of you. Yeah, well like I, I do sort of yeah. I'm fairly firm in that conviction that I just think if I stop and take photos all the time you're just sort of not there anymore. I think you alter that moment, don't you? It's it's um, like I'm happy for other people to take photos of me, like <clears throat> when I don't know, like incidentally when, when you're sleeping. <laughs> it's like that's fine. I I think that and that's a really good example of why we're out at the petting zoo today. So, um, with uh, with the moose and yeah, I'm reeling it back in, baby. With the moose and nothing cutesy's wedding coming up very very soon. We caught up for what uh, we call a, a pre-wedding shoot. And it's a catch-up prior to the day because whenever you, you put a camera in someone's face, and these guys did it too, but they conquered it quickly, um, they put a photo face on and there's always a look oh. at the camera and smile. Sorry to interrupt, did I do that? And you did at the start, oh, wow. but so okay. does everyone else. Okay. That's okay. So um, we decided to, to break that today so that from uh, photo number one on their wedding day, we're, we're getting exactly what we need and it's natural and beautiful and the opposite of 1980s. Yeah. So... Which part of the reason, um, like, not to keep it, like, too professionally, but, like, that's why we chose you as well, because I'm not the kind of person who is easily, like, 
photographed well. Like, I always squint and take weird faces and... You know, I prefer to forget that I'm being photographed, and that was what I've experienced. I, like, I was in a couple of wedding parties where Luke was a photographer, and I was like, oh, wow, I feel very comfortable with him. Well, I'm glad. I feel very comfortable with you as well. Oh, and um, right. um, You have very nice eyes. Can I touch your beard? Yes. All right. <laughs> Sweet. It's a new addition. It is a new addition. It's because my face looks weird without it. <laughs> That's a good reason for a beard. Pointy. Thought of a beard? I, isn't the saying it's if you've got something to hide? Yeah, that's well, confirmed by yeah, one hundred percent. But I could see you with a beard, though. It would be a good look. I'm, I I'm thinking like a. a I can't. I've when tried. he cut his well, hair, it like a, weird. a James Hetfield type oh, down the side and then up and over the top. That'd I be great. Yeah. Trying to grow a beard, but I can't. I like it. I can't remember what we we're actually talking about before we got into that. Me either. Okay, so, so what? I don't know. This is a broad question, but let's see where it goes. So, to you, like, when you look at a photo someone else has taken, what are the things that you're looking out for to determine whether it's a good photo or not? Well, bizarrely, um, you're not really looking at it, or I'm not looking at anything particularly technical about it. I I think you can have um, a a photo that's even potentially out of focus, like where we started this conversation, and it'd still be a really good photo, assuming that it's capturing a moment. And I I think that's really what photography's all about. It's, It's about freezing that that moment in time and then moving on from that super quickly um but in wedding context which is is where most of my work is um it's not it's not even so much about you know capturing a bride in a dress or you know the the exchange of rings or anything like that clearly that's a part of it but um it's more about i guess capturing where these these two people are at at this point in their lives it's it's as much about their story as it is about the wedding God, you've got that good. You're good at words. I well, I don't know. Let's have another beer or two and see how quickly that diminishes. <laughs> That's true. My words are uh, uh, at best. Paul McCartney. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I don't remember much of photography pre-digital, other than disposable. You know, like I I remember early early on taking pictures of the house we were building and not winding them through correctly and like there was half of my brother and half of the house we were building I understand I I, I did art at school with a, a lot of my other friends even though at that stage if you recall I, I really wasn't into it but it was far better than doing technical drawing so <laughs> um, I, I picked art and a, a part of that was um, about doing photography and we, we uh, shot on black and white film and then got to develop it in the, the dark room at school and I'm unsure whether I can or should say this, but the majority of the class used it to finger bang their girlfriend. Um, <laughs> you can a, totally in, say finger bang <laughs> in a in a sealed room um, for a short period of time. Yeah. Um, so photography was a different experience. You could back say then. it was an escape. Actually, was, yes. <laughs> I spent a reasonable amount of time in a dark room. Wait, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I spent a reasonable amount of time in a photography dark room at high school, but it was hanging out with my friend Chris. No finger bang. Um, but he was a photography student, and so he spent lots of time doing that. He was being the very... The finger banging. <laughs> yes, exactly. But no. But he was actually like developing things and putting them up in the liquid and then up on the thing, like the washing. And I, I have to admit, 
moving on completely from the segue, but I, I do enjoy um, spending some time in darkroom. I, I still do that uh, mm. occasionally. It's totally impractical to do these days. Digital has come so, so far that it's it's the preferred option, but there's still something about whacking your fingers in chemicals. Chemicals. And chemicals. I do also <laughs> feel like, though, like, like darkroom is related to me and my brain to, like, spy movies when they're, like, doing the surveillance and then they, like, like do the darkroom thing with the photos and the paper. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm learning this new thing through the photo I took. Six to eight weeks later. (laughs) Uh, I guess it's the same um, rationale why people are now sort of embracing CDs, cassettes and vinyl rather than digital downloads because... I want to feel this thing. Yeah, want to be part of something. They don't want it to be completely digital. They want the convenience and the option of digital, but... There's something to be said for the tactile, tangible experience. In dark room. I've I've finger banging. I've embraced iTunes as much as the next guy, and I, I understand that this podcast may well be available on iTunes. Um, nice, but, nice freaking. Uh, thank you, but I I miss. Um, the the little booklets that came in CDs they they were great. What do you mean, Miss? You can still buy them. Yeah, but I d- that's what I'm saying. I'm embracing iTunes, mm. but um, it's it's something I I definitely miss. Maybe yeah, I that's shouldn't. true. Should I be buying CDs? Yes. I still do. I still very much do. But Point- they distort when I leave them in my car in exceptional heat. Really? Yes. I've never had that. Mm, sorry. Are you talking about like records where they melt? No, no, no. Are you I, trying I to don't... put vinyl, C- vinyl records into your CD player? I mean, you will have trouble with that. You will have trouble I mean, with even that. Even if it's a seven inch, it's going to be different. It's not going to fit. Sorry. That's what she said. <laughs> right back to finger banging. Um, but oh, yeah, no, you should totally go with CDs. But then you can like oh, see. This is my thing. If you have, if you have iTunes, and you download things and you pay for them, you still have them on a file, and if you want to put them on a CD, you can put them on a CD. Using my uh, MacBook Air, which, which now no doesn't have a CD, a CD Does not have a CD drive. But there are possible ways for you to put it onto a CD. But if you buy the CD, you have both that and the digital file. See, you, so you, you do make a, a compelling case. Except for the fact it doesn't have a CD drive on your computer. This is true. But you could find I could, a CD I could buy one. I'm sure I could buy one. I mean, you that. could probably download the album fairly guilt-free if you had bought the CD, though. Like, Also true. Mm. I mean, I'm not condoning it, but... No. We're not you, condoning You could it. probably reconcile that in yourself and go, okay, well, I have paid for this. Also, they fill Luke in on your um, project for okay. the moment. <laughs> My project. Yeah, it's a project. I love it's a good project. It's making it sound project? much more grandiose than it actually is. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd call you grandiose. Okay, well, let, let's step back. So... Uh, a couple of years ago, I moved from Mayfield to Newtown. Mm-hmm. Had a shitload of CDs. Realised that it's not going to be feasible to cart them to Sydney. There's not enough room in the place we were living in. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to pretty much have to go digital only. So during that time, I downloaded a lot of albums, went to a fuckload of gigs, bought you know a number of CDs of albums that I really, really liked, but ended up accumulating all this music that... I hadn't actually paid for, but really enjoyed it. Now, yeah, I'm deleting all that and choosing what I actually really did value out of that, going to buy it, and now I have rooms full of shit. Oh, well, I, I think the project's most am- admirable. Yeah. It's I need another beer. I thought you were going to talk about our zoo experience. The what, other was week. Our, what was our zoo experience? 
for your bucks. Oh yeah, we went to see UMI at the zoo. It was great. Nice. I saw a Taronga. monkey and an elephant. Yeah. Very, was... very good. Oh. I shot a wedding there only a few weeks ago. Oh awesome. It was very good. Yeah, I imagine it would be. Yeah. We didn't get to see many animals, but we got to see UMI, which is great. I got to hand feed a giraffe even though I wasn't oh, supposed to. Cool. Why were you not supposed to? Because I jumped the fence. Yes. Actually, you jumped the fence into I think was it the yes. goat pavilion today? It was, it was it was in with a small calf. Mm. A potty calf, so to speak. I don't actually know what that means, but I know it's the correct terminology. Potty calf? A potty calf. Like podcast. Yeah, yes. kind of. Hmm. Trendsetters. Wheeling it back in. <laughs> mm. Speaking of you're eating cheesels. It's, I'm gonna eat a cheesel while not, you ask the question. It's not an episode of Splitting Cases if Moose hasn't like munched mm-hmm. into the microphone. So he jumped into that little pen because nothing cutie's favourite animal is the pig. And there were piglets. Like like they weren't like the baby piglets, like the tiny tiny like, in your hand piglets, but they were baby like, pigs. Baby pigs. And um she may have pet one that got a little aggressive and bit her finger. The pig bit her finger, and I was off asking the keeper if we could take one of the piglets out. As that happened, she was telling me, oh no, you take the pigs out and they squeal and they and get really you. aggressive and that kind of thing, so we're not going to do that. I was like, okay, came back, nothing cute. He's like, look, one bit my finger! I've never seen someone so excited to be bit by an animal. Well, I think the love of pigs by nothing cutesy is well documented. Maybe not on this podcast, but well documented. Mm. Oh, there's photographic evidence of it. Maybe I can share one. Oh, really? Yeah, totally. Did you get a photo of the pig biting her I finger? I did. No. Oh, I thought. I'll yes. take it. I didn't know you got a photo of the pig yes. biting her finger. Yes, that and is... the aftermath. Of any photo you take at our wedding, that will still take precedence. She will like frame it. the photo of the pig biting her finger and put it on the wall. I hope you just get like a, I don't know, printed album and that's on the front oh, of it. The cover. Just... Of the pig oh, biting her finger. Well, this is unfortunate now because clearly that's going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> or extremely fortunate. <laughs> well, at least we will be able to somehow share this with you. But um, I had a way to segue it back to photography, somehow based around you like deleting all of the ones you thought you don't listen to because blah, 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 and you delete photography, blah, blah, blah. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Hey. I can help. So, um, one one of the things, and we were just talking about albums too, and um, I, I learned of this only just the other other day as well through the very informative news.com.au, fine news source that it is, um, where they were, were discussing how people really should print stuff out. And I have to agree with that. I, I think in a, in a digital age where everything's captured so, so quickly and shared so easily, it's very easy to lose it. I, 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 I think... Um, albums with pigs on the front or otherwise is a really, really good way to to enjoy photography. Um, I think I used to I used to print off a lot, and in the spare room I've got albums and albums where the stuff were printed. But I think once I started really getting to know a digital camera, getting to know a digital camera, <laughs> is this her? <laughs> no, but the more photos I took, the more I was like, no, nah, can't bother printing them. Just, just too many things, too so many that, events, too many camera photos. That makes me sad. I, I, I think even if you could, could go through and, and if you have to delete some, maybe delete some, but, but pick a couple that sum it up. Like from your America trip that we were talking about um, earlier, even There's if it's two not or three. much evidence of that trip. 
Fair enough. But um, yeah, I I think you you're right though. Like, cause I can remember growing up as a kid, and um, one of the most enjoyable things was my sister and I going through the family photo albums. I I fear just, that's going, not like, a thing going, anymore. And going like, oh wow, that's what we did when I was two, and I have no recollection of that. I, uh, shameless plug. I, I, I mean, um, Moose and Nothing Cutesy definitely um, have have an album uh, on its way for, or, or after their wedding, they'll have an album on its way. But um, not everyone chooses to do that these days. And I, I think fast forward, you know, 15, 20 years, and that's that's a problem. What what do kids do then? Oh, there was wedding. one photo that uh, for my wedding last year that I needed to get, and we did achieve getting. Uh, we got married at Lazotte's um, nice. at Lambton and uh, I really wanted a photo out front of the public toilets and we got it <laughs> I like it was there special relevance though no I just thought it would look very <laughs> sus and dodgy and it would look funny if we got a photo well, out of the public toilets we enjoy the occasional uh, dodgy photo yeah. nothing cutesy introduced me to a brides throwing cats dot com yesterday and I'm which sure is, it delivers on its promise it's every bit as good as it sounds <laughs> yeah please check it out We'll uh, post the link. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> Picture uh, brides throwing bouquets Photoshop to be throwing cats. It's every bit as amusing as it, it should be. Speaking of people printing things off, like, you don't really see, like, all the families going to get, like, the post-family photos anymore. My family have, like, just boxes full of, like, every year of our family going to get the stage family photo in front of the, like, grey and white backdrop or the different coloured backdrop. Does that still happen? No. No, it doesn't. I, I think it's far more replaced these days by the, those shots that we've been been talking about um, all evening where, you know, people just take a million photos on, on iPhones. I yeah. tell you what was a weird thing that I, I never understood is, and my family's guilty of it as well, but whenever they bought a new car, the family gathered around and had a photo <gasps> with the new car. Really? I yes, That's really. Awesome. I don't. I don't get that. It's so absurd, but it's, it's awesome. a thing that we bought. It's a thing. <laughs> it's I, like I it a but I, I don't think it's just my family. Maybe it is. Maybe my family's no. more weird. If your family have done that in the past, please contact to make Luke feel nice. But um, my family. Um, I'm an only child. My family bought me Test Match. Isn't that a little cruel? As I an sort of, only child. I sort of feel that's a little cruel and then refuse to play with me. That was a very dark joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke, sadly. My childhood is not a joke! Um, but like, the reason I bring that up is because like, we have boxes of those and I look at them and weirdly those ones are the ones that make me feel like very like, oh wow, that's what we were like when we were younger because there's this one with this weird little discoloration on the top of my head. And I said, what is that patch? And Dad said, oh, on the way to get the family photo, your brother and sister beat you up in the back seat and there was a big bleeding gash on your head. So we like, we had to ask the photographer if there was anything he could do. And he touched up the photo afterwards. But obviously it's not Photoshop time because it's like late 80s. And... I don't know how he did it. He must have done it with like paint or some kind of smudgy doodah. That's almost exactly what he did it with. Um, there, there were, and they're not available anymore, which sucks because when you start doing uh, work in the dark room, the proper dark room, you you can still use that stuff. But mm. um, it used to be a, a retouch pen, and you'd buy it in in shades of grey or shades of skin tone, really? um, and physically retouch it. It can be done it's sort like of makeup these days. For yeah, sort of. Wow. Um, can be done with watercolor these days but it's nowhere near as successful and um photoshop's good 
So if you have a beat up in the back seat, you know, you're fine. Yes. Okay, so uh, it's mentioned before, predominantly wedding. Only wedding. Only wedding. Only wedding. Wow. No one else gets to see my other stuff. Okay, so... Whoa, whoa, hold on. Sorry, secret stuff. What secret stuff? No, no, no. No one else gets to see the the other stuff that I do. I enjoy shooting landscape stuff, but it's only ever for myself. It's good you um, said that, because it was beginning to sound suspicious. It was getting a little creepy, wasn't it? (laughs) But, um... Yeah, no, no, no. My my work stuff is is strictly weddings. I adore doing weddings, and um, I racked up my five hundredth in January. Oh, all right. Yes, I know. Well, on the note of adoring it, I imagine that some people, uh, it's a stressful time. It can be. Have there been any unreasonable requests or oh, where tensions look. have ran? A- bit high. I really wish I could give you some decent stories. Just want some juice here. Look, I, I can I can semi help with some juice, but it, it's it's certainly not a not a bride and groom. Um, I, you can tend to spot bridezillas, and it's far easier just to say no. But I did an awesome awesome wedding, lovely bride and groom, um, very much a, a party wedding, and it was here in Newcastle, and um. Uh, the guests were, were grooving the night away and there was one guest who, who had indulged, I would say, mid-30s lady, uh, and she was dancing and uh, exuberantly ran uh, full-on into a post and oh, yes. split her Perfect. head open. Oh. Um, ambulance came um, and the, the groom uh, uh, apparently had a chat to the bride and said, your family's pretty wild. She said, what do you mean my family? Your family's pretty wild ring-in guest just to walk in off the street (sighs) excellent oh awesome wedding's kind of you could get away with it fairly easily i reckon like i I think you could run a bluff occasionally yes particularly on larger weddings oh yeah definitely like i'm sure if there's over 100 people invited you could get away with it i'm sure i did a wedding with 350 guests the other day and um bride and groom didn't even get a chance to to go around and say hello to all of them that's sad. Yeah. Quick curiosity question. Yes. You can spot a bridezilla from a mile off. Yes. What can you spot? What's the <sighs> signifier? I, I I think it's just the same signifier that you can spot when when you meet anyone, bride or otherwise, like who, alarm who is cray cray. Yeah, definitely. And um, I I've learnt to trust those feelings. Okay. I, I think that's a, a good thing to to be able to to spot because it's not fair on anyone. Um, and I, I have a rule that any booking that, that I take, and I know other people in the industry have the same rule, that you've got to find something that you really, really like about the couple. Um, and if you can't tick that box, then you don't take the booking. Or the booking doesn't take you because they're, they're probably feeling exactly the same way. Well, that's the nice thing because we booked you like two years ago and you're still here. Actually, you're in the backyard. So I, I love your backyard, <laughs> just saying. It's pretty nice. You're underneath the mango tree, which is... Mid bloom at the moment. We've got some uh, like a week's worth of mangoes off it, but we're still gonna have a few weeks to go. There's bazillions. Yeah, this was like this is like half of what we had last year. It was insane wow. last year. I don't eat fruit. Is that weird? Um, I don't particularly eat fruit. How are your bowels? Oh, they they seem okay. Then you're fine. I don't you know. Ask the hard hitting <laughs> questions. I feel like if if you don't eat fruit. Uh, it's only weird if... Paul McCartney! Paul McCartney! <laughs> it's only weird if you don't eat things that are good for you. And I'm sure you eat a whole bunch of things that are good for you. Mm, yeah, well, KFC's got 24 nuggets for $10 at the moment. That'll keep you regular. Um, when we were in the US, like, nothing cute. You really struggled when we went to McDonald's. It was like the one time we went, and it was in between, like, 
um, Las Vegas and Salt Lake City, and we're in the middle of nowhere, and she just goes, can I just have, like, a six, nug- six pack of nuggets? And they go, ooh, the best we can do is ten. But, you know, you can get 50 for ten dollars. Wow. And it's just as cheap as, like, what you'd get for a six pack. I'm moving she, to the States. She's like, I can't eat 50 nuggets. <laughs> I don't even recommend if we share it, we can eat 50 nuggets. I don't know. I, I ate 24 the other night and <laughs> yes! felt, a, felt a little guilty afterwards. Yeah, but, like, that's... It was a humbling experience. It was a humbling experience. <laughs> that's assuming there'd be a half split. But the amount that I eat far greater is far greater than what nothing cutesy can eat. It's like the time we went to Rustica, which is a restaurant in Newcastle, if you don't live here, up near the beach, and we ordered lamb for two. She ate lamb for a quarter. I ate lamb for, like, like one and three quarters. You know? Like... I love lamb. I, I, I lamb. it's it's one of my favourite foods. That said, um, I do feel a smidge guilty after our petting zoo visit because we do have lamb cooking in the kitchen. I mean, you're just trying to tenderise the lamb by the patting. <laughs> yeah, the more you pat the lamb, the tastier she'll yeah. be. Why is it that that you don't pick food out like lamb in the same way that you pick lobsters out from fish tanks at restaurants? Because it's harder to pick up. <laughs> Like, you have to get the two hands around the lamb and pick her up, and she's like... But the lobster... Plus plus lamb can't live underwater, I guess. (laughs) That's true. But I imagine you wouldn't put the lamb underwater and pick it out. I don't know. The lobster's in its natural habitat. The lamb doth protest too much. I think logistically, it's probably easier to have a a tank of... Lobsters don't take up much space, is what I'm saying. It's probably hard to have a restaurant that has live animals just wandering around. I guess that's true. Did you? I, I realise I'm taking it off track. Did you hear about oh, no, the? That's what we're <laughs> oh, that happens. Uh, that's we fine. revel in that. The revel. New Zealand restaurant last year that had combined the lobster tank with a skill tester. What? A real thing. You're kidding me. Nope. So you put in your money and then you get the lobster that you pick. Exactly. Presumably, as it fights on its way out. Whoa! Anyway, we're getting we're getting off photography, so let's wind our way back and let's go inside and eat some of that delicious lamb, not smuggled home from the petting zoo. Or not that we're going to admit. Not that we're going to admit, anyway, as we did have a whole posse of goat, lamb, and sheep kind of following us. Well, you did make out with some extra feed. That you were clearly oh, I thought you meant like make out, make out. I was like, you know, get your head out of the dark room. You said make out. <laughs> get your head out. Oh, of the dark you room. said make out. Anyway, Luke is an excellent photographer, and if he'll put his name to the words that he said on this podcast, including te- finger bang, including finger bang, he can tell you where to find him. I can. It's um uh, www.somethingbluephotography.com.au or in a bar on a Thursday or Friday night. Not where to physically find you, but that's fair enough. Um, question though, quickly, because we we're supposed to end just there. But you know, when you shoot on film. Mm. Because my experience of shooting on film is disposable cameras. Do you have to actually like do the windy thing and does it click? No, sadly, you it, it automatically winds on these days. Oh. Unless you're using a super old camera, um, which I do have a couple of. Um, but no. Also, I find it kind of cool and weird that to be a photographer in the olden days... You had to put your head under a blanket and like look through a big box. You can still do that. Really? How? Mm, it's awkward, but you can still do it. Oh, well, of course it's awkward, but like I have a camera that does that. Really? Yes, I'll show it to you. Do you take a photo of the world's first camera with it? No. Mm. 
Mm. Let's not explode this podcast. I'd say it was Doctor <laughs> Who. Anyway, Pointy, where can people find us? Well, clearly, if you're listening to this, you have already found out a way to find us. But if you enjoy the podcast and would also like to keep track of us on uh, the various social media channels, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash splitting cases, twitter.com forward slash splitting cases, or our website, splittingcases.com. Splitting cases. Thanks, Luke. My Thank pleasure. You, Luke. Bye, Bye, guys. Splitting cases.